Well, hey there, skinny peeps. Good afternoon. I am so glad to be on this call with you today. Today is November 7th, 2017. My name is Bevan Caramello, and you are listening to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. So we are in a series right now. It's been really good so far. I've been really uh, learning a lot. It's called Interrupted, okay, where we are examining the lives of those that God has interrupted or either interrupted himself or allowed them to be interrupted. Um, and, and we're starting to see that sometimes interruptions um, that can feel well like interruptions can actually be divine intervention. And so we're looking at these lives and watching them and learning from them so that we can grow, so that we can learn how to handle these and these interruptions in our own lives. Okay, so previously, uh, last week, we looked at Matthew, the life of Matthew, who ended up being one of Jesus's very own disciples, um, and that interruption of opportunity that was made available to him when Jesus said, follow me. And we saw how Matthew um, followed right away. It was immediate obedience. Okay. Um, before that, in some previous weeks, we've also looked at the lives of Jonah, um, the life of Daniel, the lives of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, and those were different situations just in that um, there were definitely interruptions that called for obedience, um, but they were, they were really difficult things. We saw all of them um, overcome and power through really difficult circumstances and, and rise above. But what we, what we looked at last week with Matthew is what I like to call an interruption of opportunity. And today we're going to be looking at another interruption of opportunity. Today we're going to be looking at Moses in the book of Exodus chapter three. Okay. And we're going to be looking at in, in this instance, in this scripture, Moses's interrupted he's in the living the life of a shepherd he is uh, fled from Egypt um, he was uh, raised um, as an Egyptian in Pharaoh's palace um, and then we see him he, he actually murdered an Egyptian and so he ran into the wilderness and um, spent 40 years there as a shepherd. So now um, he was about 40 years old when he, when he fled and it's been another 40 years. So now he's 80 years old and we see this interruption. God intervenes, comes and, and, and shows him and tells him the calling that is on his life. Okay. And we see his feelings of inadequacy. So today that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, how to handle feelings of inadequacy when God calls us to step out in faith and do something for him. Okay, we're going to be in Exodus 3. I'm going to start. We're going to read verses 1 through 10. It says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, 
I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And this, at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the land, from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now... The cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Okay, so right here we see Moses has a calling on his life. God has said, go. Okay, he's got something specific that God has told him to do. Okay, and then we see in verse 11, let's listen to how Moses responds. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of, G- out of Egypt? You guys think right here in this moment, Moses is doubting himself, right? He knows everything he's done. And he's thinking, really? I'm, I mean, I ran from Egypt. I'm a murderer. I can't go back there. I'm a, uh, they'll kill me. They'll capture me. They'll put me in prison. I'm not worthy of this, right? Who am I? And so right here, this is the first time we see Moses really doubting his ability. His ability. Okay, let's keep going. And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. So right there, I love that verse, verse 12. We see the whole purpose for all of this, for all of us, actually, Moses is to go and bring these people out and they will worship God on this mountain. Part of our purpose, one of the biggest parts of our purpose is to worship. We were created to worship. And God sees that the, his people are oppressed and the Egyptians won't let him worship. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 13, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to, and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, well, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Okay, right here, you guys, essentially Moses is saying, who are you, God? What if they ask me your name? I don't even know your name. And you think, I think there's a lot that we can pull from this verse right here, verse 13. You see, it's really hard to move forward in obedience if we don't fully trust the one we are obeying. Moses needed to know who God was. Okay, verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. 
So right there, God is he's staking his claim over his people, his sovereignty over the, over the people by saying, this is the one who spoke to Moses. The Israelites would have known this, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. So because back then there were a lot of pagan gods that um, the people other than the Israelites worshipped. Kind of just like today, right? The pagan gods, the pagan gods around us that others worship. Gods of money, power, career, lust, sex. Same idea here. Who's your God? And he's, and he's telling him, he's, I, am, I am the Lord. Go tell them it is I who has sent you. In verse 16, always it comes back to this. Part of our purpose we already saw was to worship, right? God rescues them to worship. Here's another one. In verse 16, he says, go, assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob appeared to me and said, I have watched over you and have seen what has been done to you in Egypt. Right there, that first word. It's in our great commission. We're never called to stand still. He's telling Moses, go, go get it done. Go do it. Step into your calling. Just like he tells us, Jesus tells us at the end of the book of Matthew, go and make disciples. Okay. So then we, we see Moses as he's trying to wrap his brain around this. He's trying to, to step into the calling that is on his life. He, he, he's trying to figure out what he's supposed to do here. Let's jump down to chapter 4, verse 1. Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? There's Moses. He's still doubting. But in this case, he's, he's not doubting who he is. He's not doubting who God is. Now he's doubting whether or not he's equipped. Am I equipped to do what you're asking me to do? Let's see how God answers him. In verse 2, chapter 4, verse 2, he says, Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? A staff, Moses replied. Let's see. Verse 3, the Lord said, Throw it to the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was leprous like snow. Now put it back into your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. You guys right here, not only is God saying to go, and not only is God showing him that he has equipped him, but he's showing Moses that he has given Moses all he needs. Right? With just the staff in his hand and his bare hands, God shows Moses that he can do the extraordinary even with the ordinary. An ordinary staff, Moses' ordinary hands, an ordinary cloak, 
we saw a staff turned into a snake and then made back into a staff. Moses takes his hand in and out of his cloak. Lep- he's got leprosy, which, I mean, back then, you guys, that disease, it was, a, it was a death sentence. And a lot of pain came before eventual death. And just like that, boom, he has leprosy. Boom, it's gone. An ordinary staff. And God says, Moses, you are equipped. Don't you see? I can do the extraordinary, even with the ordinary. Moses, he's ordinary. But God can do the extraordinary, even with the ordinary. Just like us. Ordinary. But when we trust God's work in us, when we trust the power of the Holy Spirit to move in us, through us, God can do the extraordinary, even with the ordinary, even with you and I. All right, let's finish up right here, verses 10 through 13, and we'll do 14 through 17. It says, Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. So right now, he's struggling right now. He says, nor since you've spoken to me. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. But Moses said, oh Lord, please send someone else to do it. Right there, God shows him. You know, Moses is saying, God, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not a good speaker. I'm slow of speech and tongue. Some scholars have said that Moses probably had a stutter. He says, I, I can't do this. And God says, really, you don't trust me? I, I, look what I just showed you. You don't trust me to, to give you the words to speak, to help you speak whatever it is that I give you, who gave man his mouth? In other words, what am I not over? God's saying, what am I not over? Who makes a man blind or gives him sight? What am I not over? Now go and I will help you. Moses is still doubting, right? He's, he's, he's still feeling inadequate. And this this frustrates God a little bit because God has already shown him. God's already shown him what he can do and already told him, I've equipped you. I'm going to do the extraordinary with you, even though you're ordinary. It's not going to be you that's doing it. It's me that's doing it, which is why God works in ordinary people, because he doesn't want us to get the credit. He wants the credit. It's for his glory, not ours. But Moses still just doesn't have the faith. He says, please send someone else to do it. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and his heart will be glad when he sees you. So right there, we see that although it's just the Lord's anger burned against Moses, God is frustrated with Moses for not just moving forward in obedience at this point. But he also understands 
Moses. He understands his hesitation, his fear, his lack of courage. And so at the point where Moses says, please send someone else to do it, I love this because it says he is already on his way to meet you. What about your brother, Aaron, the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and his heart will be glad when he sees you. You guys, God knew Moses was going to doubt and was going to need a helper. He knew Moses' limitations. He knew his fears. And he knew how Moses would react to all of this. And so he didn't say, okay, I'll tell Aaron to come. He says, Aaron, your brother, is already on his way. God knew and he'd already. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you. And it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so you can perform miraculous signs with it. Here you go. I've equipped you. I've called you. And I love this part best of all. And I've sent somebody to help you. You know, I think what we pull from right here, we see that's okay to ask for help. It's okay when we are struggling with feelings of inadequacy to ask God to send someone to help us with whatever it is that he's called us to do it. Whatever it is that he's called us to do, pardon me. So, I mean, look around. Are your eyes open? Are you looking for the errands in your life? Have you taken notice of the errands in your life, the ones that God has put in place to help you do whatever it is that he's asking you to do? Aaron was already on his way to meet Moses. Can you pray with me? Father God, Lord, such a big couple of chapters here in Scripture. I praise you, Lord, for your almighty power, for how great you are. I praise you, Lord, for being able to do the extraordinary with the ordinary. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the errands in our lives that you send to help us, that are already on their way to help us, Lord. I thank you for the calling that is on each of our lives, a call to step out in faith, a call to worship, a call to go. Lord, would you show us, even within our feelings of inadequacy, our feelings of doubt, Lord, will you show us what it is that you've called each of us to do? And then would you give us the courage to do it? And when we need help, Lord, would you send a helper to help us? Father God, I thank you, Lord, for each person on this call. I thank you for this time together. I thank you for your weekly skinny with Jesus and this time where we can um, dive into your word together and learn and grow I pray, Lord, that you would speak specifically to the heart of each person hearing this call today and in the future. I pray that you would speak exactly what it is that you have for them today. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray.
Amen. Uh, thank you guys so much for being on this call with me today. If you are not already a member of the Weekly Skinny Facebook page, I encourage you to find us there. Just search Weekly Skinny in Facebook and add yourself there. All are welcome. It is a great way to have access to all these calls and also have access to any calls you may have missed. After we finish the live call, there's a replay that is good for one week until next week's live call replaces it. But I also post these calls under the files tab on the weekly skinny Facebook page and you can get to those anytime. Okay. You can um, listen to them online. You can dial in and listen um, over your Bluetooth while you're driving. That's a great time. I love to listen to podcasts and training calls while I'm driving. And you can find uh, hopefully some encouraging words there as well. You Please feel free to uh, reach out to me throughout the week if you have prayer requests. You can post prayer requests in that Weekly Skinny Facebook page, and hopefully that will uh, be a place where we can all just continue to plug in and reach out when we need it. All right. I will see you back here next week, Tuesday at 2 o'clock, just like always. And until then, I will be praying God's blessing for you and yours. Bye now.